Hey, g'day everyone and welcome back to the Heston Russell Voice of a Veteran podcast. I know it's been a while in between episodes, but I'm so happy to welcome you back and welcome to 2023. This episode is myself and Sam Asser. You know her previously behind the curtain of everything to do with VSF and everything else in between. And during this episode, we discuss what's going on for the rest of 2023, including some very exciting projects and how you can get involved. So stay tuned, listen up, and welcome back to the Heston Russell Voice of a Veteran podcast. All right, g'day, Sam. Hello. What's going on? Here we are, back on your podcast. It's been a minute. It has been a minute, uh, but there will be some more episodes coming out from last year that I still needed to just do intros to on other people's podcasts. Yeah, I need to apologise to people. It's been a while, but the uh, world has taken over, and there's so much to talk about. Yeah, and people have been keen to get back into some episodes, right? I know. Some lovely people have been stopping me on the street asking when it's going to happen again. Such a big deal. No, not really. <laughs> Just uh, some dedicated followers in the same circles. So 2023, we have some exciting things happening this year. Can you so believe it's already April? No, I don't. Don't right. even. But keen to jump on today to discuss what's in store, BSF slash the... Intro to Veteran Games. Veteran Games. It's been a long time in the making, nearly two years. This concept first came up with when they announced we were going to withdraw from Afghanistan and wanted to do something actually connected with old Normie Rowe who organised the um, Vietnam Veterans Welcome Home and wanted to do something like a games and a, a uh, concert but then the withdrawal from Afghanistan went terribly and... So got put on the back burner, but last 12 months we've been crash-actioning through it and we've announced and we're getting ready to do the big PR announcement this month. Yeah. And we're here on the Goldie. You and I are literally doing this podcast from the Gold Coast where we now live in order to streamline personal and professional lives towards making the Veteran Games happen. September, last weekend of September. Exciting times. So what is the Veteran Games? So the Veteran Games is a proactive health initiative that is going to see teams of veterans, eight uh, eight people per team um, compete in military-styled events, including a team obstacle course competition, a team tug-of-war challenge, and a number of other surprise activities that are going to test their teamwork, problem-solving, and communication skills. And it's all military-styled. So a lot of people talk about the Invictus Games, which is fantastic at supporting um, veterans getting back into sports, adaptive sports, basically civilian sports adapted for any form of injury or illness they have. The Veteran Games is... For anyone to compete, there's no qualification based on any um, injuries or illnesses. You just have to have served within the military or are serving in the military and uh, is taken directly from events that we do during military service or uh, scenarios stylized from um, those experienced on combat. So there's been a few people who have replied to emails or made different comments to different people around it being not inclusive or should be based to uh, facilitate for people with disabilities some, somewhat like Invictus Games. Why is it different and, and what would you say to that? Yeah, no, really good questions. Uh, and a lot of people are even saying there needs to be separate male and females, there need to be different age categories. And it's like, no, uh, it's open to anyone and everyone. If you can pass the basic fitness test, which is literally modelled off the basic fitness test to get into the military, uh, then you can compete. Uh, if you are an amputee, if you are somebody who has an illness or an injury, then as long as you can complete that fitness test and work together as a team to complete the obstacles and the challenges, then get into it. Uh, it is outputs-focused, not inputs-focused. It is going back to what is the reality in service and in combat. 
there are no discriminating factors about ticking boxes on a sheet. Uh, when you're in combat, when you're in contact, it comes down to actions and attitudes right there and then, and that's what this is about. And the veteran games is twofold. Inwards facing, it's about that proactive piece in getting people to reach out and connect with others to form a team, breaking that isolation, reaching out and connecting that sense of community, all these things that have been the outcomes and key findings of the Royal Commission that we all now know and have known for a long time, through to training for a purpose, physically training for a purpose and the known mental health benefits that has, and then celebrating and commemorating part of that veteran identity through those unique veteran skills and you have to be a veteran that's the exclusivity part you have to have served in the military to compete in these games it's not open to others and it's our chance to showcase that positive proactive community purpose to the wider public and to help break this broken veteran narrative to help show people as, as opposed to just continuously telling people that we are willing and able and ready and good to go Ooh, okay, there's a lot of different things that is earmarked. So the first one is we had an interesting conversations, uh, conversation when we were setting up like the back end and values of veteran games. Yep. And one of them, we both did the same thing, but in separate houses, which was around uh, inclusive. So like a word that came up was like, oh, inclusive. And yeah. then we backtracked on that and was like, actually, it's we probably wouldn't have that as a value. Instead, we'd have it as teamwork. Go into that for a bit as to how we came to that. Yeah, everyone looks for inclusive. Like it's... First and foremost, for those who think they're willing to be able to compete, uh, you have to have served in the military and you have to form a team. Uh, a large part of the working groups and the findings that we had putting into this is we're not going to help people put together their teams because part of this whole initiative is getting people to break their own isolation, form their own teams and connect. And it's going to be an annual event. It's not going to be just a one and done. It's going to set it in the calendar and encourage people to reach out and connect and continue to do so year on year and train together. Um, what else did you ask? It was just around the inclusive versus teamwork and how we came to that. Yeah, so uh, form a team and it comes down to your team passing the fitness test and competing on the day. Um, that is the inclusive part. If you have served, um, that is it. If you haven't, then you can't. That is the only exclusiveness. Males, females, all ages, all categories, everyone together, put up or shut up. That's what it's about. Why is it important for us to have going and finding your team a big thing about people wanting to take up the challenge of being involved? Yeah, well, loss of community or isolation has been one of the biggest factors that we know leads to mental health decline, physical health decline, uh, and mental health issues and suicidality. Uh, that is the number one issue that is facing the veteran community. It's very funny, uh, particularly having this conversation, I guess, coming out of World Pride, Sydney Mardi Gras, that I went down and enjoyed being a member of the gay community. One thing, uh, and the, the gay community is another one that suffers a lot from uh, mental health issues and decline, particularly during COVID, as all Australia did during isolation. But one thing the gay community does well is there's this constant sense of community. They're always out socialising, regardless if you're going through your own issues, financial issues, relationship issues, work issues, whatever. They're always out partying every weekend or doing social events. It's a very social community. And that is where I see, and that's where I felt in my own struggles, a great connection to people out and about and that sense of community that allows you to help find yourself and not feel alone in what you're doing and talk to people. And that's the same thing when I suffered my own mental health and suicide ideation, um, what, 2020 and connecting with other veterans and we've had this conversation. You need to get out and connect and be with people. You can't just sit on your computer doing social media, doing online forums, doing all the things that we do that are great connectivity. You need to have that physical in-person connection. 
And that's what this is about. And it's about veterans who want to participate. They have to put in the effort to go and find buddies to form a team because that is going to be a lasting action that will go beyond the game, before the games and beyond the games as opposed to let's just come together just for the games. They need to train up for it. They need to compete um, as a team. And it's setting those foundations and those systems and those networks that will continue beyond the games. But it's a great platform and a great purpose point that we have for people to focus on to encourage that outreach and that connection. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about for people who might be listening and tuning in, you know, for the very first time or only recently, a little bit more about what VSF is and why it was set up and then what we've been doing the last couple of years to then come to this conclusion of creating the Veteran Games? Yeah, great question and welcome to any new listeners out there Uh, and thank you for staying on our old listeners. So VSF Veteran Support Force is the charity that we established in July 2021 after successfully campaigning and winning the Royal Commission under the um, essentially social media platform, Veteran, uh, sorry, Voice of a Veteran. Uh, And that came from once we won the Royal Commission uh, and they announced the consultation process that was going to be conducted by DVA we conducted our own consultation process because there were so many veterans and family members who were not willing to be a part of a DVA-led consultation process, which saw us provide was it 483 or 484 uh, individual um, submissions for the terms of reference to the Attorney General's, which was more than the Department of Veterans Affairs itself, um, which was massive and amazing. And over 200 people were vulnerable enough to tell us that they had either experienced or contemplated suicide. And... We took on that responsibility and set up uh, the Veteran Support Force as a charity uh, to then bring on board all of our volunteers and have them proactively reach out to those people who told us they had experience or had experience with suicidality to check on them, to help them provide submissions to the Royal Commission, to provide them with information and to follow up proactively so they did not dare feel alone after being in that place themselves. And it's been throughout that last two years, almost two years now, that we've realised that we need something more in this space, something more proactive and something that myself and our team have the skills and the networks uh, and the purpose to be able to do. So enter in the veteran games. We have the highest risk demographic uh, of veterans for suicidality and mental health issues are primarily those under the age of 40. Uh, and so many of the other Veteran organisations, the very senior veteran organisations in our country have average age demographics of 70 and above. And there are great adaptive sports out there. There's great support for those who are so willing to be upfront with their injury or their illness. But for those who are not yet at that point of critical support need or reactive support need, there's not enough proactively to encourage that community connection, training with purpose and celebrating elements of those identity in a situation where the last three years post the burden report release and even prior to that so many veterans of my age and my demographic and even my units are not willing to openly identify as veterans because of the negative stigmas they feel that comes with thanks to many in the media media even though you and i know the majority of the australian population don't agree with that but they are the silent majority as we all speak about so the veteran games was adapted as that one key project for the ability to achieve all of those things, you know, addressing loss of identity, loss of community, loss of purpose, teamwork, excellence and service, and putting it together in a um, format that we already know is very um, aspirational or very 
consumable to the wider Australian public. You know, it's enjoyable. It's a short course. It's something that can be conducted in a, a football stadium. It would look great on TV. It's all those sort of military skills and experience that they get to talk about and then tune into other shows and do other obstacle courses but don't get to see veterans competing and then problem solving and all the other cool little things we're going to throw in between. So here we are. Can I add to that? Because I've obviously... I mean, you've been working behind the scenes on this the whole time. For those who don't know, Sam (laughs) is the one who's literally been behind the scenes working on everything from the project um, overview of this through to even the language we're going to be using brainstorming um, and azimuth checking me on every single idea that I have through to being the person who coordinates our marketing agency, our PR agency and organising our website, everything getting ready to launch, ready for the lead up to Anzac Day. So you know this as well, if not better than me. Yeah, but I've also been coming in from a civilian perspective at the start of this whole journey in 2020, I think. That's it, yeah. Um, And I've, you know, I have quite a a different perspective or a mind that works opposed to like being a veteran myself, right? I can look from a different perspective and I've, and I've sat in forums and conferences and (laughs) around tables and around conversations for this last nearly three, you know, nearly three years. And I've just been so amazed at the conversations that keep going around in circles, but the action continues to get taken. External veteran forums yeah like different things amongst the wider community and the yeah. ESO forums and all sorts of things and whilst they're great I think people coming together and talking about these things and and some solutions are great but I feel like we're just constantly talking about the solution and it hit me last year when we went to one at the end of the year and I thought it's been like two years and we're still talking about the same thing and we've got so much more information now that we're gathering from the Royal Commission and it was blowing my mind of like here's all of these things that we need to address like, what are we waiting for? Yeah. And that's why I'm really excited about the veteran games because I feel like it's not just this thing we've thrown together out of nowhere that could just be fun for people to get together and rough and tough. It's like, actually, we've looked at what is occurring in the veteran community that is literally causing mental health issues, challenges with identity and purpose and not belonging, and which we've now got facts around this is the thing that is literally causing people to take their own life mm-hmm. and we're going and the people that that is most occurring to is under 40 yep. and there's nothing that is like oh the veterans I've been able to meet through this has been incredible like and I know that you say a lot of the time it's hard for them to talk up and talk about their challenges but I kind of disagree I feel like you guys and maybe it's just from the last few years of you having more of these conversations are actually really good at getting vulnerable and saying, actually, I'm not okay. And here's what's going on for me. Cause most of the veterans now that I'm friends with and I talk to, I say like what's going on and they, they can actually articulate something that's going on. And I think that's really brave. And I think that's really awesome. So I feel like there's this desire and this like need for these things to come together and people want to be challenged and want to put their skills to the test and want to come together in this positive way and I feel like the veteran games ticks those boxes. So that's what I want to go into a bit more today. But that's where it's come from and the yeah. excitement comes from for me is like we go around in circles so often and veteran games is just a bit more than a games to me. Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, the people being like open and vulnerable with you, you sort of have a bit of credibility now and also that sort of connection with them. It's still the average veteran who's not engaged or hasn't like engaged with our community isn't willing to just off the cuff have those conversations. Maybe because I ask and I probe yeah. a bit, right? Yeah, yeah that's okay. it. It's also, to be honest, pretty cool given that you're not a veteran that you're able to have those. You can imagine a lot of people 
feel like they have this sort of expectation um, that they don't want to bring their troubles to me when I have those conversations with them. Um, but it's even just random veterans that I meet, and they're like, they yeah. don't, they don't just say like, oh, good, thanks. It's yeah. like actually, actually, there's this being going. Like, it's actually, um, wow, like you're opening up. Like that's really cool. Like okay. to see, especially yeah. for guys as well. There you go. Anyway, well, Mania, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that um, that forum that we attended last year, there was so much talking and uh, so many conversations about we need a voice for veterans to government. We need you know, to help break this, you know, broken veteran narrative and all these sorts of things. But then, as you know, we, we literally took the notes from that ESO forum to that national organisation, only for them to uh, not feel that the veteran games was ideal for them. But, hey, yeah. this is where we've drawn a line in the sand. We're sort of done with all this talking and all these meetings and yeah. all these same conversations. We've got to show people as opposed to tell people. And yeah. we also got to focus – I mean, I went down to Canberra, as you know, at the start of this year and – door knocked with all the friendly senators and members of parliament who um, are friends and supporters of ours. And uh, that part's done. Now it's just focusing on the community. There's no more up and out. It is, you know, through and with our community to make this happen because um, we need to do from the ground up. We've got to stop this top-down crap. So let's go into the broken veteran narrative. What is that and, like, where did it come from and what are we going to do about it? Uh, well, this is it. You know, the... the the classic person on the street that you stop who doesn't really know, uh, doesn't really have a veteran connection themselves, you know. I tell them I'm a veteran and they're like, oh, you're too young to be a veteran. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, what's wrong with you? Have you got PTSD, all of this? It's that immediate default to something is wrong with you as opposed to all of the strengths and skills um, uh, and experience that veterans have because all that they get in the public conversation is things like, the terrible stories coming out of the Royal Commission, like the terrible reporting coming from some news outlets, like all the other bits and pieces that go into that stigma or that stereotype. Um, And let's be honest, the broken veteran narrative is profitable for many organisations. There is so much money thrown into veteran affairs and veteran support. And if we just actually use that money and manage that money and coordinate that money effectively, I'm sure we would solve this tomorrow. But we don't have that level of coordination because there is sort of the upper echelons of veteran organisations and elite sort of um, groups of people who sort of have their stranglehold over that and are able to pander to those who pull the purse strings. Um, whereas, again, that's where we need to focus on that community level. And the whole thing is we keep talking about it. We have Anzac Day, we have Remembrance Day. They are the two primary days in the veteran calendar and they are fantastic for what they're designed to do, commemorate and remember now, this is where we're trying to put new things in the calendar annually that are focusing on today and forward to tomorrow, not just reflective, reflective, reflective. And again, in Australia, you have to show people. We need to show the difference, not just talk about the difference. And so why would the veteran games help with you know, overcoming or changing or making an impact in changing that narrative? Well, this is it. Again, it's going to be able to... Sh- have people see what veterans can do as opposed to hear about what they can't do. Um, It's going to do it in a forum that is um, commercially desirable to everyday Australians who love watching SAS Australia, love watching Ninja Warrior, love watching or going and doing Spartan Race or um, True Grit and Tough Mudder and all that sort of stuff uh, in a format that is then elevated to the next level because it involves problem-solving, teamwork, and it's all team-focused, not individual-focused, which is, again, that sort of bread and butter um, of the culture 
that is the service and the veteran culture and demonstrate that to help elevate that excellence and demonstrate you know those key parts of our service that actually make us better um, everyday Australians as opposed to um, any residual issues that we carry uh, as the scars and bruises of our service. So the key findings, I think, was the language that they used for the interim report for the Royal Commission into F- Defence and Veteran Suicide came out with uh, three of the key findings that impact mental health and um, suicide is purpose, loss of purpose, loss of community and loss of identity. Yeah. They're the three we just keep hearing about, loss of purpose, loss of community, loss of identity. And Which is exactly what came out of when we surveyed, you know, in the first year of Voice of a Veteran as well. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. is exactly when I sat down and had my own conversation with the Royal Commissioners um, in 2021. And it's just that that transition from a culture that is based on responsibility, based on mission and team, based on, you know, a national level of responsibility that taps this intrinsic motivation, is filled with variety, is serving and supporting others uh, through to a culture on the outside where you have to look after yourself, where you have to put yourself before um, purpose, where you have to rediscover who you are in a society that does not know enough about our veterans. And the case in point was when Afghanistan fell. We had every media outlet and even people on the street asking, was it worth it? That was the greatest national um, failing, that we didn't take the Australian public along with it. And I use references to the US sort of culture and social fabric over there where they really know and support their veterans because it's been much closer to home so it's that transition piece where we don't culturally prepare so many veterans for the values set and culture on the outside of defense and we have to have them reinvent their identity Uh, and the military moves on so fast and it's so easy to lose connection with your community and then a lot of the community outside is laboured with the broken veteran narrative that we spoke about beforehand. And there's not enough out there outside of Anzac Day and Remembrance Day that brings us together and celebrates those parts of our service that some of us are very still much inspired by these days. So, yeah, loss of purpose, loss of, purpose, loss of community and loss uh, of identity. And a big part about the veteran games as well is not just celebrating the old military identity, but... We've actually been reaching out to so many organisations and other veteran groups to have them help celebrate their new identities. You know, I am a veteran, but now I am with my team from this, you know, high-fly corporate business. I don't want to name any individually here. You know, I am a veteran, but now I'm a part of this emergency services team. Uh, You know, putting the old identity together with the new to, again, help show other veterans who are in a bit of a sticking point in their own newly transitioned space or wherever they are, that it's not just about holding on to your own old veteran identity. It's about embracing key elements of that and bringing it forward into your new identity and appreciating that your situations and your circumstances, your employment, your relationship, everything else is going to change. Uh, but it's who you are at the solid core of that, what skills, knowledge and attributes you've taken from your service career and can apply to your actions and attitudes every day. Training together with a purpose being the physical purpose that we have with the obstacle course, but also instilling, hopefully, a a deeper intrinsic purpose with some of our competitors and teams, that they are going to be the ones showcasing the contemporary veterans to the wider public when we record this and stream it and have members of the public and media there to watch it as well. And I hope 
as we progress with our messaging closer to the games in September that people really realise this is such a fantastic opportunity for them to do the work to help show what modern-day veterans are, what we are, what we can do. Um, and that's been the most exciting thing about the Veteran Games is we are building a platform that we will organise and run and coordinate and put everything into that final weekend. But it's about building a platform for everyone else in the community who wants to be involved, organisations, groups, individuals, to be activated to have a purpose that they can work towards achieving any form of that excellence in their own right. Because, you know, having 2,500 competitors out there being the positive, proactive, contemporary veteran narrative, as opposed to us trying to, you know, sing from the top of the hills for one finite weekend... Uh, is not the goal. It's having them all activated and having those networks continue long after the games and having that happen year on year and hopefully bringing together, I don't know, some other veteran organisations, some other ex-service organisations, some other veteran groups and forming, you know, these people who are aligned on purpose, removing profit and politics or positioning and everything else in between and focusing on what we're supposed to be doing in this ex-service organisation veteran affairs space Helping veterans and veteran helping veterans is how we fix the solution as opposed to governments and other elements trying to reach in and fix our community for us. Mm. Well, I know that I'm really excited about that whole journey, like not even just the finals day or the games day. It's like actually instead of focusing on the problem or that broken veteran narrative or having to come together to, to, you know, talk the problem a little bit more and find solutions, actually, we don't even have to do that. It's just like having these people come together and just start positive from the get-go of finding their, you know, little group and, and training and getting into fitness and getting into that process ahead of the games and then coming together and having an epic time, which I hope that everyone will have and challenge themselves and all of that. I'm really excited about that aspect of it no like knowing that it ticks all of these different boxes around what will help with suicide prevention and mental health and all of these things actually it just feels like it will be fun and I feel like this last few years have been so heavy and reactive and I feel like that's why I'm probably really excited by it why are you excited yeah all of that as you just said and the key part for me is also trying to progress away from continuously laboring on the point of how good this is for physical health mental health and suicidality and just focusing on how fun this is going to be getting people to step up or shut up, put their skills to the test and have the everyday public see excellence from our veterans as opposed to continuously labouring on this point. Like this is the funnest part is it's a proactive health initiative but all of that is a part of what is the actual focus and that's getting people together to compete, uh, to bring their best uh, and to put it out there for all to see. And we just know that that is directly and indirectly going to have all these other benefits. And that's what I love is we're focusing on the positive purpose piece, knowing that all this other health benefits comes along. Um, and that's what I feel like we really need more than, you know, these projects with purpose um, as opposed to all the other commercial bits and pieces in between. I'm excited to get closer to the games because I tell you what, trying to reach out to some organisations and businesses to get them on board with the vision without them being able to see it the first year has been very, very frustrating. It's such a typical Australian thing I think we sort of sit here our nose close to the grinder beginning to see all these amazing opportunities and so many others are very risk adverse and they want to sort of see it first and you know the conversations are oh, we're keen to support in year two but we don't really know uh, you know how we go this first year and that's fine and it's early days it is to where like 
we have been in this for a long time, but like the public know like one video that they saw from That's you. So it's true. like very early days. It is very true. We've been working on this for a long time. And you're right, once uh, people start to see a bit more of it out there in the, the digital and social media and media world. But for me, it's all about guys and girls getting together, forming their own teams, word of mouth, passing it on, and the ground up hype as opposed to all this marketing advertising crap. Yeah. Is there any other key opportunities that you see that you want to share about what, what the Veteran Games has been set up to achieve? I mean, the goal for this is for it to actually turn into an annual um, event, but also filling the calendar in between. So my aspiration for years moving forward is actually to have, you know, state-level tryouts culminating with a large finals event. And we've had some initial conversations with Defence. There's still a bit of uh, water to go under the bridge there. But my aspiration is actually, you know, being able to have groups come onto military bases to conduct tryouts and even conduct training leading up to this again better integrating the veteran community with the current serving community every military combat base has an obstacle course has locations we can do this the royal commission talks about issues including you know the day veterans discharge they hand in their id cards and i've lived and worked in the u.s military and they have veteran cards we can come back onto the base to use the gyms and things like this and you know the ability to trial some of those um, initiatives to have veterans, I don't know, come back on once a quarter, come back on once a month to do tryouts, to do training. Uh, these are the blueprints that we are laying here and intend to take further to defence, to defence recruiting, uh, to these organisations to help bring them along with this vision because, again, there is a pathway here that can be an ongoing, continuous, proactive, positive, healthy function um, as opposed to a flash in the pan once in the year event. And is there anything that you want people listening who are like, ooh, I'm a veteran, I'm kind of keen for this to know right now? Yeah, please get online. Go to veterangames.com, register your interest. Um, we are literally getting ready to launch the full website where you can actually register and the whole shebang as far as a PR and media announcement the week leading up to Anzac Day because we want guys and girls when they get together on Anzac Day to chest poke each other after they've had a few beers or whatever you drink these days and to, you know, put up or shut up, put together a team and come together and compete, you know. We need veterans who are willing to step up and train up for that purpose to celebrate and commemorate the best of the skills, knowledge and attributes we have so we can grab that and show the wider Australian public. We will put the effort into organising the media, into organising the image capture, into organising everything else we can to make sure we capture that excellence and showcase it, not for our brand, but for the veteran brand that is the Australian or Aussie veteran, contemporary veteran brand. And we have so much support in particular from Vietnam era guys, from old mate World War II bomber who emailed us the other day. There's such an appetite out there to support. And as you and I have known the last three years doing this, People just need a call to action or people need a project they can get on board with. And I just really so look forward to bringing everyone together with purpose, again, as opposed to profit or politics or any other crap in between. So there's those veterans who are going, okay, that's me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on board or I'm not. There's also the ones on the fence that go, oh, I'd be keen, but I'm so unfit. What do you say to them? Yeah, well, train up. I mean, that's why we're doing this so early in the piece. Hey, not everyone's going to win this. And this is one of the conversations I had, a very interesting conversation with the minister's team down in Canberra. This isn't about participation awards. This is about people participating with purpose. 
you know, if you train up and put in the effort, you know, your team could have a chance at winning this thing and there'll be great prizes and all sorts of good stuff. But it's also going to be fun and enjoyable. You know, you get to experience this with your friends. There's going to be um, events that people aren't going to know about until the day of the event. So I don't care how fit you think you are. We are going to be including some fantastic little events that I may be taking straight out of some of the... Uh, um, what do you call it? Straight out of some of the playbooks that I used running selection courses back in the day that are equalizers that require problem solving and some intricate skills as opposed to being able to ug and burpee your way through it. So rest assured, this isn't just, you know, a ninja warrior or whatever. This is a veteran games, unique military inspired concept that will require teamwork, problem solving, communication and diving back into some of your military experience, you know. Um, Olympians are going to struggle in this because they don't have that military experience. That's what it's designed to be. So I want to quickly put that out there. Fitness is great, but just like on a selection course, fitness is one third of what you're going to need on the day or on the on the weekend. And what if you are a Vietnam vet or an older vet that just wants to like get involved but probably thinks that it might not be for them? Yeah, well, we've already had you know so many come on board as volunteers and this is about activating those networks. There are so many people reaching out saying, hey, I know old mate who works in this business and might be willing to come on board as a sponsor. Again, send them to veterangames.com, fill out the sponsorship expression. If you want to be a volunteer, please fill that in. We would love to have an army of volunteers who can support us putting this together and being involved and we'll get you a T-shirt and all that good stuff on the day. Like This is about having that fun and building that community that we can then roll on year after year and hopefully roll on to then state-level tryouts year on year after that as well. And families and friends. Yeah. And look, we're going to be putting um, significant resources into building the uh, event location and locations into uh, an engaging festival experience for families. So think, you know, food, entertainment, stalls, all that sort of good stuff. And we've had a bunch of other veteran organisations reaching out wanting to be involved and we'll again open up those opportunities later on in the year. But yeah, it's designed to, and that's why we pick the Gold Coast as well, to bring your families and have fun uh, and, you know, have some, some social activities around the outside of that as well. There's Copper with his cameo. We even gave him a bone. Oh, no. We gave him a bone just before this podcast to try and keep him entertained. And it didn't work. Uh, anything else that you feel like you want to share before we wrap? Uh I mean, I might just quickly tap on the amount of amazing support we've had, particularly in the last month, as we really stepped up on the VSF side of the house to, uh, in response to the SAS veteran being named uh, and the issues surrounding protected identity status. Uh, and for those who haven't already, please go to vsf.org.au and get on the mailing list or go to hestonrussell.com and get on the mailing list because we have submitted a petition to Parliament calling for legislation to be immediately put into place to put uh, protect identity status as legislation, meaning as law. Uh, and the process for that is it just needs to be reviewed and approved by the Australian Parliament House. And then once that's done, we will send out emails to let you know how to um, go and sign that petition. Like we literally have the ability to influence policy and I've already prepared conversations with some of our friends down in Canberra to do so. But in the meantime, the over a thousand people who've easily um, sent so many letters to their members of parliament, to their senators, when we sent out that template um, calling for action, um, please keep doing so. Uh, this is how we make things happen. That's the power of the people taking action. And for all those who've sent amazing emails of support, made donations, 
we've passed on all of that information and all of that support to the family members and to those supporting that family. And we know that unfortunately this might not be the only one, so we're needing to take action here and now. And it has been fascinating seeing the lack of other large organisations stepping up to provide their voices uh, to this critical time uh, in our nation's history. Um, And I'll probably just leave it at that, but this is where it just really, again, affirms what we're doing and why we need to do it and why we need to maintain ourselves as an organisation and as an individual able to step up to have these conversations and to take the torch to people uh, when it is needed in support of and in service to veterans and their families um, because too many others are too behoven to the profit that they get from the politics and the physicians um, that are unwilling to rock the boat. I think I can say that indirectly enough for people. But look, if anyone is listening to this, we need your support because it's the power of the people that makes this happen. So again, please go to vsf.org.au or hestonrussell.com and scroll down and join the mailing list because we will send you the exact instructions and templates and whatever else we can when these incidents happen for you to be able to individually take action and forward it out to your networks and really magnify that impact that we have. One more line from Copper. Yes, so we are launching officially the Veteran Games later this month, which is April. So stay tuned for that. More info, more shebang, more you'll be hearing from us. I've had some feedback recently saying, hey, like I don't even really know or or see much about the Veteran Games. Like we know it's all in our heads, but it's coming. So please stay tuned and there'll be some ways in which you can follow along the journey and we'll definitely be be sharing more along the way. Um, So yeah, connect with us, connect with the email addresses vsf.org.au or hestonrussell.com to follow along otherwise i look forward to this as you can tell i'm excited for veteran games but cannot wait veterangames.com is the url jump on my socials jump on the vsf socials you can follow us anywhere and everywhere Uh, we will keep you updated and it is a really exciting project please spread the word uh, and help us make sure it achieves as much as the opportunities as it can for the months to come or stay tuned if you need a little bit more convincing right (laughs) see ya see ya Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heston Russell Voice of a Veteran podcast. Remember, if you haven't subscribed already, head to hestonrussell.com and get on the list to stay up to date with new episode releases, other campaigns and all sorts of information coming your way. Otherwise, you can follow me day to day on my social media. Instagram is the preference at Heston Russell. And if you are a veteran or a veteran family member who needs support with any services, please reach out and connect with the team from my charity, Veteran Support Force at vsf.org.au. Otherwise, thanks for listening and look forward to the next episode. See ya.